G'day there, folks. It's the Nitrogen Podcast, boys, here once again with another episode for you guys to devour, sink your teeth into and enjoy. And today is going to be another one of those watch-alongs that we all know and love and enjoy doing. Um, of course, with my fabulous co-host, Mr. Brian Bradshaw, Das Actung Kid himself. How are you today, my friend? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm a lot, lot better than I were a couple of weeks ago, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, you'd... You don't sound like Barry White no more. <laughs> there is nothing. Unfortunately, I'm sounding a little bit croaky myself now that you mention it. Mm, it well, it's not my fault. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't give it you. I didn't give it you, I promise you. Um, so as we said, yeah, this is going to be a watch along and we are going to head into uh, WCW's Great American Bash 1996. Uh, we were umming and ahhing about whether or not to do this one in the timeline because we were obviously going to do Bash at the Beach, which is the next pay-per-view uh, two weeks after this pay-per-view. However, we were swayed by one Dean Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio Jr. for the Cruiserweight title. And yeah, we're going to now watch a a full pay-per-view just for that match, essentially. But there's other sprinklings of of deliciousness in this uh, card as well. So when Brian is ready, he's going to give us a countdown. We're going to press play on the WWE Network, WCW Great American Bash 1996. Fire away, Brian. As my boy Alex Wright would say, eins, zwei, drei. Play. Here we go. Starting off. And I've got an ad. Have you got an ad? <laughs> yeah. So well, I've got Edge and Christian on the screen. Right, it's started up now. Coolio. <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, God, is Kevin Dunn in charge of the cameras here? <laughs> so a lot of crash zooming. Oh, Coach Macho Man. Okay. Nice flannel cut-off sleeve jacket he's wearing. Yeah, and the uh, the old War Games t-shirt there as well. Oh, God, even more camera problems. We've got Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, and the two ladies. And fucking hell, quickly. We're, we're, we're on a really fast pace here. It's just very quick, snappy promos with star wipes uh, zoom, um, taking us from one promo to another. But every other promo, it's in a locker room, and whoever they're cutting a promo to, the camera is waving from side to side and zooming in and out. Yes. We just had the giant choking himself. <laughs> Whatever he's into. Um, Auto asphyxiation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, those uh, those promos were a bit bizarre. Uh, yeah. It's almost as if the cameraman was drunk at the helm. Yeah, literally Kevin Dunn then. Yeah. Baltimore. I mean, that's more of a recent thing, but yeah. I fucking hate when cam- uh, camera people do that. Mm. They just it doesn't add anything, like zooming in and out, it adds nothing. You're only zooming in and out in and out when Monty Brown is making his entrance. That's a general rule. So I've got to be honest, I thought this was Sergeant Craig Pittman. I did. Oh, we're doing the national anthem. Brilliant, okay. Oh shit. I I'm not fucking standing on my feet for your national anthem in America. No. I love you guys, but nah. i got to be honest, I can't even stand the British National Anthem. <laughs> Not even can I. Just, yeah. I couldn't even recite the lyrics. 
Some fucking Brit I am. <laughs> I think I, I think I know more of the Italian national anthem. <laughs> I tell you what though, I absolutely love when Buffon sings the national anthem. It is fucking. It just sends shivers down my fucking spine because the guy doesn't sing it. He he like proper bellows it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I've seen that. Mm. Very patriotic. Oh my god. <laughs> Hand on his chest, singing along proudly. Just I, I can't say I've ever really got patriotism as a No. You know It is very weird. Yeah. It, it is very... Oh, it was Sergeant Pittman. All right, okay. There you go. Yeah. I might be a few seconds ahead of you, but yeah. Uh... Oh, my God. What is this dusty wearing? Dusty through my loins. Oh, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to what we're saying, like, I'm, I, I've never understood patriotism. No. Like, I will support England in the World Cup and the Euros. Uh, that's pretty much it, really. I don't really care for else sport-wise. Yeah. But it's like... I realise there's a world outside my country and different cultures, you know. And honestly, there's not really much to be proud of when it pertains to Britain anymore, so... No, no. You know, the less said, the better. Yeah. I mean, I... I... I think that about Americans and the patriotism, to be honest. I, oh, fair play to you and everything like that, being proud. But you've got to look at your country and think, you know, is there? am I really proud of this country? Am I really proud that there's school shootings on a bi-weekly basis? Am I really proud that there's institutionalised racism everywhere? Am I really proud with the fact that we've got, you know, Mr Blobby with a fucking horrible tan as a president, or was a president? You know, <laughs> just, it's not, I don't know, it's just bizarre. Oh God! Why you had to bring up Mr. Blobby? Mr. Blobby, <laughs> that—that's a British institution. If you don't know what Mr. Blobby is, Americans or wherever you're listening, fucking hell! Don't look him up. Seriously, just don't bother. Did we ever find out who was in the uh, who was in the costume? No, but for years I thought it was legit, legit limit. For years I thought it was my dad. <laughs> No, there's a reason for that, because I remember my dad coming home one day with a Mr. Blobby outfit. Wow. Fucking wearing it. Yeah, he got out of his car in a Mr. Blobby outfit. Bloody hell. Literally. Yeah, he must have got changed in the car. I can't imagine him fucking driving <laughs> down the M5 in it. But, yeah, he, he, he just came out and he just started scaring the neighbour kids with it. Because the, all the kids in the neighbourhood used to go, Oh, look, it's Mr. Blobby! Because he was short and plump and bald. So he just did it just to scare them, mess with them and that. And then he started wearing it for parties and like, jeez, Dad. If I didn't like Mr. Blobby in, uh, beforehand, I certainly don't fucking like him now. <laughs> we saw um, Grinch during week. Well, du- yeah, during a couple of... Oh, when were it now? Christmas Day, I think it were, actually. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Eve he was walking his dog and Christmas Day he was with Santa. <laughs> Genuinely, it was it's the best Grinch I've ever seen. Like, the mask was just on point. I know we're supposed to be wearing masks and stuff like that, but he's just took it to a whole new level. Uh, it, looked bri- it looked brilliant. It looked really, really good. You're a sensible one, yeah. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Film I've never seen. 
No, nah, neither have I. No. Not interested. No. It, it's it, it's just not for me. Like I do I do like a good Christmas romp, but uh God that don't sound right, a Christmas romp. <laughs> I do like <laughs> a good Christmas film, but I, I can even tolerate things like Jingle All the Way, but I've never really been interested in the Grinch. There's just I don't know, something about it. Maybe it's just it's because Jim Carrey is playing Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've seen like 10 or 15 different films where Jim Carrey just plays Jim Carrey. Do I really need a Christmas film where Jim Carrey plays Jim Carrey? Nah, I don't. So you're not a fan of Jim Carrey then? No, I do like him, but he's... He's old hat is what I'm getting at. Like, right, he, yeah. He's very typecast. Yeah. Here we go, we got Fire and Ass versus... Fire and ass. <laughs> Fire and ice versus the Steiner Brothers. Fire and ass. <laughs> Fire and ass, baby. Yeah. That's my, the best Dusty impression I've ever done. It's pretty good. I've noticed this about Ice Train. It just has like a. It's a, an unusual swagger in it. It's, it's kind of yeah. camp in its nature. <laughs> it sways from side to side. Mm. Fucking hell, if you had that um, that promo camera on him whilst he's swaying to side to side, it wouldn't look like he's swaying from side to side. It would look like the camera's just still. <laughs> There's a reason why they didn't cut a promo uh, with him. So they reinforced the ring for this one, most definitely. <laughs> no fucking shit. This is kind of, you asked about you asked for this though, didn't you? A few weeks ago, you were like, oh you know, yeah, give these two a pay-per-view match and, you know, it'll be a fucking good one. So. I really do like the Stanley's outfits here. (laughs) It's very macho, man. Yeah. God, I really don't want to imagine Scott Steiner doing a macho man impression. (laughs) God, you can see uh, Scott is bold in here. Yeah, we're just thinking the same thing, yeah. And I'm saying Scott Steiner, not Scott Norton, who's just entered the ring. (laughs) He's suddenly sporting a mullet. Where the fuck did that come from? No idea. He's got to be wearing extensions, because that's grown, like, overnight. I wonder if Scott is going to do a 450. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't get me started on that again, please. (laughs) Here's the thing. If you you look at Scott Norton and Fire and Ice... Fire and Ice. I keep saying... Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. It is a hard thing to say, actually, Fire and Ice. Um, If you actually look at them... They've got the size advantage in this match. They're both taller and bigger than Scott and Rick. Yeah. It's and yet the stand is just throwing them around with ease. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Big drop kick. But Scott Norton. It's bizarre hearing uh, this commentary team. Just Dusty and Tony. 
Ouf. Oh, they're saying Scott is injured. Hmm. I think... I think Dusty's just putting that over, to be honest. I think that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> I that, think they just that... completely missed the tag. <laughs> just went to sort of slap each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I was going to say handbags, but apparently somebody got uh, somebody got suspended from... Was it uh, ESPN, I think it were, for saying it was handbags? You know, like... The old that's the old saying, isn't it? If if there's a little bit of a, a skirmish in a football match, handbags at dawn. Yeah, well, apparently you're not allowed to say handbags now. Uh, that's weird because I've could have sworn I've heard that on FIFA recently. Have you? I, I could swear I have. <laughs> Come on, it's, it is a little bit ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. In this day and age, it's not just women that have handbags. True. You know, I'm not calling anybody out. I mean, it is what it is. Like, if you want to wear a handbag, I mean, go for it. I'm not judging you. Yeah. But it's like, it's not. It's only assertion that it's a, a women's thing now. It's not anything more than that. Yeah. It's not, not, not enough to bloody remove somebody off ESPN for it. No. Shocking. Can't do anything these days. <laughs> We're watching. Um, I mean, it, it were halfway through when I came up here when we came to do this, and uh, the story of SMTV Live on ITV. Oh, I missed it. Uh, you, you might be able to get it on Hub or something like that. It's it's worth a watch, and they've managed to get Cat Daly back over from states and and just reminiscing about old, old stuff. Um, they were literally just about to go on topic. Oof, that was fucking dodgy. <laughs> They were about to go on topic with um, about chums. That, that was like my fucking favourite part of SMTV um, before I came up here. But it's worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch if you can get out of it. Get out of it. it up. <laughs> that's not even British. That's just Lancashirian. Get out of it. Well, speaking of FIFA as well... Um, if you're ever playing as Liverpool or you sign more Salah, just uh, put the commentary on Spanish. Why is that? Because when Salah when Salah scores, the commentary uh, the commentator goes, uh, "More Salah, la 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 la." <laughs> <laughs> he says something at the end of it as well, but I can't remember what it is. Amazing! It's great. It's really, really good. Somebody posted it on Reddit. <laughs> well, funnily enough, a mate pointed this out. Uh, obviously, this doesn't happen on FIFA now because Clive Tilsley's not on it. I think it was Clive Tilsley. Was it Clive Tilsley and Alan Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my mate's a is a United fan, so he plays as United on the game. Yeah. And in the older FIFA games, when for uh, uh, Marouane Fellaini were playing for them. Clive Tilsley on on it would say Fellaini. <laughs> like, he wouldn't say Fellaini, he would say Fellaini. So my mate used to mock him for it. He was just saying, like, yeah, do you know ever, uh, ever known that uh, Fellaini is actually Australian, not Belgian? I'll say, why? He goes, 
listen to this. He play, puts it on, he's going through names of the, like a Coretta player more than all that, and you get the commentary previews, and every time it Clive Tills, it just goes, Fulani. <laughs> was it, was well, it Clive Tilsley now? I'm, I'm questioning that, because I think it might have been... Yeah, even I'm questioning. It's the guy from Sky Sports, isn't it, I think it were. Yeah, I can't remember his fucking name. I googled him the other day as well, because I wanted to find out if he were a Man United fan. Heavily biased towards Not- him. We're not Peter Drury, were it? Uh, no, no. That doesn't sound right. No. Yeah, I think Clive Tilsley is uh, pro Avro. Martin Tyler. Martin Tyler, that's the fucking one. Yeah. Yes. He was the, the voice of our title win at Liverpool. Remember that well. But other than that, yeah. yeah. So he he, he, he denied. Shut up, you. He denies being a Man United fan, but we all know he is. Uh, by the way, you heard the bark in there. It wasn't Rick Steiner. No, it wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> it were another dog face gremlin. Yeah. An actual dog, though. Oh, that did not look right. Oh! <sighs> Funnily enough, Rick Steiner's barking on TV right now. God, some of these moves are downright sloppy, I must admit. Yeah. I think I. They are. The the working at a frantic pace. Yeah. And the big guys, so this this is too expected to be honest. I think Ice Train took the, the backdrop better than Scott Norton did the suplex. Yeah, a lot better. I mean this is a this hasn't been a fantastic match, has it really? It's just No, been... we we've been talking about everything and everything. Yeah. It's just been a bit of a fight. And sloppy when it comes to taking receiving moves. Power bomb, splash from big ice train. Scott Steiner's in. Ha! Scott Norton's like, I don't give a fuck. Let him do what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna help my tag team partner. Not good psychology there, Scott. Oh. Oh well. Never mind. <laughs> DDT? I don't think I've ever seen Rick Steiner do a DDT. That was a very good DDT as well. It looked fucking nasty. But then again, what hasn't looked nasty in this match? Yeah. It might have actually been a botch. Uh, Rick Steiner no selling the, the axe handle from the top middle rope. Tags Scott Steiner in. Oh, big bulldog. I'm going to say where the fuck is Ice Train. Nick Patrick still doesn't know how to count after years of being a referee. Yeah, that was very slow, that. Oh, my goodness, God! So, Scott Steiner has completely fucked up a Frankenstein. <laughs> he essentially oh. powerbombed himself. <laughs> that was fucking nasty. Oh, I've got to get a gift for that. Wow. <laughs> and he's just celebrating like, yeah, I didn't put that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've royally fucked that up. That was That's just atrocious, Scotty. Yeah, that... It wasn't a good match. No, no. It, not, not to say that it was bad. It was just like... You don't want to spend the whole match being concerned for the participants. <laughs> 
Kevin Sullivan no, checking himself out on, moni- on monitor. Yeah, he was though, weren't he? I will say one thing about Kevin Sullivan. I keep calling him the human thumb. Yeah. He looks in really good shape here. He does. He's lost a f- he's lost a few pounds. Yeah. He's got abs. Yeah, there's abs. You can actually see his abs. It's, there's just a little bit of flab there, isn't there? But yeah, you can just you yeah. can see the abs. Yeah. Speaking of, um, so I will wh- I will say another thing though. He can't tan properly because he's. <laughs> I know the, I know this is relevant to Christmas, but imagine that you you left just part of the turkey outside of the oven. Yeah, just like. Left the oven door open. It'd probably take a couple of days to cook, but left the oven door o- door open and just left the the head, not the legit head of the turkey, the neck of the turkey, just outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> that that is Kevin Sullivan here. <laughs> He's like, yep, I'll tell me, body. Fuck the face. <laughs> it's two different shades. It reminds me of Ross in that episode of Friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, as you were. Um, body shaming Chris Jericho on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, there were quite a few of them, weren't there? Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, love him or hate him, but I mean, there's no fucking need for saying that. Jesus Christ. Oh, here we go. El Gato, I aka mean, The I, Cat. I've... As problematic as Chris Jericho has proved himself to be, like it, it, it's the same thing. It, you know, as as anything else, like two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. And body shame, it's like it's abhorrent no matter who it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it he seems he seems to have took it well. Well, he, he generally does. He doesn't really take offence, does he? No. You don't need to when you sat in your tower like he is. At the end of the day, he's, what, 48 years old now, 49, like, sounds of time haven't been kind to him, but they're not kind to many people that age. Mm. He'd still kick your fucking ass. Yeah. Formerly of Cuba, and now residing in Mexico City, Conan. Right, well, I do have questions about that. Formerly of Cuba, I thought he was Mexican. Yeah. Or was he just living in Cuba? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of problems with Conan here. Like we're not, <laughs> now, now we're questioning whether he's from Cuba or fucking Mexico or what have you. He's definitely Mexican. No bones about it. But he's still wearing that rinky dink gear. Everything about Conan, even to this day, is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, this just, yeah. Right, seriously, it came up with Conan and L. <clears throat> and for some reason, I thought it said Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel. <laughs> oh, Conan could do a cockle over. Well done. <laughs> That's how he warms up in matches, apparently. Yeah, cool. I can't believe he's United States champion. Still United States. He's been US champion for fucking donkeys now. I know. 
Since January, I think. Fucking hell. Then that's when he first turned up on the scene. It's just men in a mask. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It was exactly like Meng. It's like take Meng and put uh, oh my god, what what's his name from uh, from WWE? Um, oh god, his name eludes me all of a sudden, and it's a shame because I do actually like the guy. He was part of the Lucha House Party with uh, Kalisto. Um, oh god, his name fucking completely eludes me now. But it's a similar mask. Hmm. Oh! What's his fucking name? No, it's gone. I've completely forgot his name. You'll have to Google it. On that as I speak. Lince <laughs> Dorado. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, I think. Or is it Grand Metallic? No, Grand Metallic isn't. He don't. He don't wear like that kind of mask. Yeah, it's Lince uh, Dorado. Yeah, hundred percent him. It, it's almost the exact same mask. Yeah. But I think that's very inspiration. You know, it, it definitely takes inspiration from like Tiger Mask and that. Yeah, definitely. You know, they got nice back. It, it just the design is basically just a tiger in various different colours. But it looks like imagine a tiger with sideburns. Hmm. There you go. Fucking hell! I'm just imagine Mr. Burns telling a tiger to go shave those sideburns. <laughs> Kind of looks like White Ranger's mask. In fact, it probably ah it. yes, yeah. You you are spot on with that. Brian's favorite Power Ranger. Like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Then again, it, I didn't. It weren't like I didn't like him before. I mean, he's facing Conan, so I know exactly who I'm rooting for in this. Mm. Go El Gato. So yeah, he's a little bit too short for it to be Meng, but he's got the exact same body shape. Yeah. And, and the pants. Oof, set up, Powerbomb. Fucking hell. We do not have a new US champion yet. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hmm. So, did you prefer Tommy in white or green? Well, my favourite Power Ranger of all time was the Green Ranger. Green, yeah. But, yeah, but... The White Ranger, it was still a cool look. Hmm. It, that is my second favourite. But yeah, the, the, I mean, you got to imagine yourself when you were a kid. Like you see, you see these five people. You know, you got you got the uh, Yellow Ranger, the Pink Ranger, the Black Ranger, the Blue Ranger, and the Red Ranger. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've got this Green Ranger, and not only is he, you know, wearing the same outfit, except instead of 
red and white or black and white or what have you. It's green and white and he's got a fucking golden shield. Mm. It's like, you can't help but get, I don't know, infatuated with just that look alone. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the White Ranger came along in the in the movie, I mean, again, it it, it is a cool look, but it's also treading the same the, the same ground. Hmm. It's kind of like it's it's been there, done that type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I still love that look. I mean, if you did, if you didn't think I love that look, just go back to one of the recent episodes where I was comparing. Um, just juicing from the Liger to the White Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I preferred green as well, to be honest. Um, Dragon Zord and used to flute the knife. It were a dagger, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Used to flute the dagger to to summon it from the sea. What's his real name? Jason David Frank, is that his name? Yeah, that's the one. He's made a fucking career from that. Yeah, he has. He <laughs> just, just disappeared, and then he, he decided to get into MMA. And then it people were like, oh yeah, he used to play the Green Ranger. Yeah. So he's like, okay, that'll be my marketing. Like, just started dying grey streaks into his hair, and just made a career resurgence from that one. Yeah. You can't really say that about anybody else that was a Power Ranger. They've just disappeared off the map. Yeah, there were um, there were rumours that the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, she went into porn, didn't she? Well, that was that was the rumour anyway. I don't think it were ever a substantiated rumour, but... I mean, I won't really say that whilst we're trying to watch a corner match, because all I'm thinking about is Kimberly and porn. <laughs> That is like the easiest distraction, and I don't even mean Kim Kimberly Page. I mean Kimberly, because you know every kid looked at her and was like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah." She was everybody's favorite, you know, outside the Green Ranger, of course. But I can't really tell if the match ended here. Oh, yep, it did. Yeah. Ugh, Connor's still the champ. Oh, Sting now with Mean Gene. And he's tanned. A sissy or a prissy? <laughs> oh, thank you, Sting. Again, calling Mean Gene out, saying you're just trying to stir the pot now. They did say that, he said trying to stir things up, but same fucking thing. <laughs> Why is he mocking how we drink tea? He's doing it in a British accent as well. <laughs> See, I've got the volume down, so I'm completely missing all of that. So, yeah, you got to put that to video. Oh, here we go. I can't be having this. You're in America. Uh. Nah.
That was the one thing I actually absolutely loved about William Regal. Because that's obviously what I know him as yeah. best, really. Yeah. It's like when he was in America, he would just try and teach British values to the Americans. Yeah. But when he come back to to Britain for one of the pay-per-views that they used to do over here, what what were they? Rebellion and insurrection, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. When he would come over here, he'd just start slagging off the Brits as well. <laughs> You well, know, I know a lot of it is... Pardon? Why not? <laughs> I mean, it, it was just like kind of like the same bloody thing, like, uh, oh, you, you Brits, uh, you don't look after your teeth. I'm here to re- reinstill these values. Like, <laughs> it was just so good. Yeah. It was a heel no matter what country he was in. You French, uh, uh, you don't know what to do with an onion. <laughs> You don't put it on your waist. You eat them. I've just realised I can do a fairly decent William Regal impression, so yeah. that's all I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got DDP out now. Walking like the Pink Ranger. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Baltimore Bimbos. I didn't notice him with the cigar. You never noticed him with a guess what well, yeah, he, he um Oh there it is. Yeah. But when he came out I didn't see it in his mouth. Then I know too busy doing a William Regal impression, so yeah, you were, yeah. Or thinking about Pink Ranger. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh hey. Well Bagwell's just coming out to no entrance music here. He's in. Wow. <laughs> Okay, you know, I'll dig it. Just to uh just to add context to any of the listeners out there, uh we we're we're actually doing this ass backwards. So we were gonna do a uh a week in wrestling YouTube video uh for the recording, however our guest, Mr Gary McDonald, couldn't join us today, so we were gonna do it tomorrow and we had a bit of time to kill. So basically what we've done is We've kind of skipped ahead by two nitros, which has brought us to the Great American Bash. So, between Buff and DDP, that looked disgusting! (laughs) Between Buff and DDP, things might have happened on the nitros. That looked disgusting! (laughs) I just love how you finished that sentence unintentionally. Between Buff and DDP, that looked disgusting! (laughs) It works! But yeah, we don't we don't know what's happened on the previous two nitros as although this will be released in the normal time format. We needed to fill our evening of recording with something, so we decided to do this. Not that what it matters comment? because it's just DDP and Bagwell. Um as much as we like the two of them. The storyline, if it's if it's manifested from, you know, the past two weeks in the WCW timeline, it's not a big deal. DDP were doing a little bit more comedy antics outside the ring there. Like, the comedy selling, I should say. Yeah. They got flipped over the guardrail and he grabbed hold of a steel chair and put it round his own neck as it was rolling. <laughs> and he did it really, really well as well. It weren't like he just picked it up and like, yep, you know, I'll wear this. You know, he rolled and just put it on his neck as he rolled. Really fucking impressive how we did it. 
back to the pin now. No, it's that's not what he said. The fucking <laughs> subtitle guy. He said he's come from the outhouse to, and he's now in the. It's the penthouse. It's not pin. Pin now. Fuck's sake. Oof! Big forearm to the face. That might not be pretty. See again, I'm not watching it with, with uh, volume up. So when it said pin now, I'm like, where were the fucking pin? No. <laughs> oh, I nearly fell over. <laughs> I'm leaning too far back on my chair. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Mark. Oh dear, that would have been. That would have been a blooper. <laughs> Oof. Oh, that looked nasty. Mm. I mean, how do you protect yourself from that? For context, DEP. Oh! That. Oh. Bloody hell. This is getting hard to keep up with. Yeah, DDP did that thing that Tajiri used to do, just getting trapped in the ropes. Yeah. And Austin Aries used to do it as well. Mm. And uh, Bagwell, he did a drop kick to the stomach. So there's no way of protecting your stomach from that. No, no. It could go really, really wrong, yeah. but it looked really nasty. But that, then again, that could be attributed to Bagwell, who has such a good drop kick. Yeah, he does. Got to be able to pull it at the right time. Mm. That's what she said. Hey. So what they've done in this match uh, as well is they're discussing what DDP's, um, well, basically his financial st- stability is like again. Uh, and it basically said that he, he hired a lawyer to get try and get himself back into WCW because if you recall, was it uncensored? I think if he lost to uh, Ed Leslie, I think it read Leslie. Who? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'd lose his, his WCW contract he'd lose all his money that'll all go to Kimberly and um, that's that but they're trying to put over here that he was that's what Dusty was saying outhouse to the penthouse all about so yeah basically Diamond Dallas Page had money sorry won money lost his money won money then lost his money again and now he has money again what a gimmick. Why not? I mean, as I said before, check out fucking Donald Trump here. Also, <laughs> oh, apologies if I do go silent. I'm slightly munching on Pringles. <laughs> Priorities, mate. Mm. What flavour? Uh, sour cream and chai. Uh, good choice. Very good choice. I think it's the only choice, mate. I, 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 I've had them all, and yeah, that's the only one. They're just hugely addictive. I do like the Texas barbecue ones. Mm, yeah. Have you ever had any of the rice fusions? I think that's what they call uh, rice fusions. Yeah. Um, they did a a Tika one. Uh, I, I said they did, they still do, but we stopped selling them in uh, Sainsbury's for some fucking reason. Oh. But, yeah, they were good as well. Unfortunately, the boxes weren't as big as the the normal ones. Yeah, they're smaller, yeah, yeah. I like the tortilla ones. They're good. 
Never tried them. Mm, they're, they're worth a shot. Again, like you said, they're the smaller, the smaller um, boxes, aren't they? I don't know. I've not seen them in Sainsbury's, so yeah. I know that they've got them in uh, they got them in Little at the moment, which is like, just literally a stone's throw away from your house, isn't it? So I could be there in thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> not that that will be any use because we're recording, and it's also ten past eleven at night. Yeah. <laughs> One for tomorrow. Yeah, knocking on the door, <laughs> like you know, hello. I want me some Pringles. Yeah, queuing up outside a little for Pringles. <laughs> Everybody else is running around for the toilet paper. Oh no, in there a pop. They fucking sold out a pop last week. Oh fucking hell! And it was this basically one of the main things that I went out for was pop. And yeah, they, all they had they had Pepsi, but like Beth can't drink Pepsi, so. Yeah, I was, I was stuck. I had to get her a bottle of water. <laughs> well, it had to be uh, sparkling water then, didn't it? She don't like that. No. I mean, add some lemon juice to it and pass it off as lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo day Wednesday. Can't wait to spend hundreds of pounds on ink that doesn't really matter once you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a while before I do that. Priorities. Yeah. I just spent 120 quid on a mic. <laughs> a worthy investment. Hmm. Definitely. What are you getting? Um, I'm, 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 I won't say I'm 50-50. Um, I'm more 78 to... 22 I had to do quick maths then um, the 22% would be uh, a Harley Quinn tattoo on my calf uh, the 78% is a something uh, to do with Chris Cornell I think I probably I've got a, I've oh, seen a photo nice. of Chris Cornell he's just sat he's just sat slumped on a couch and he's playing like a really small classical um, guitar acoustic guitar so and it's just kind of looking up. And it looks really, really smart. So I sent it to Tattooist today, and she said, yeah, we can totally do that. She said, are you thinking about the entire body? And I went, yeah, because I've got two heads on my arm. Um want to try and vary it up a little bit. So that's going to be, that's the one, I think. And where's that going to be, on your calf as well? Arm. It'll go on arm. Arm. Yeah. Arm. Because the arm's a musical arm. I see. So I got tattooed on the calf and it was like the easiest one ever. Did it feel alright? Yeah. Yeah. Like the only time it felt really painful was uh when uh when my tattooist uh she went over it a little bit uh, on the second sitting, um and where it'd already been tattooed and the colour and all that, it's just extra painful. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know the, the, the biology behind that, but it, it 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 did hurt a little bit when she was going over the blue. Yeah. Like I've had blue on my wrist and I've had blue on my leg and the blue on my wrist was twenty times more painful. It just felt I don't know. There's obviously a pain there, but it weren't uncomfortable. Yeah. It is like a cat scratch in it, except it's like a cat yeah. scratch constantly scratching you. <laughs> I won't even say that on my calf. Hmm. DDP won. DDP did win. Uh, and it weren't a bad match, actually, that. 
We didn't talk much about it. <laughs> I think it's the best match of the uh, pay-per-view so far, um, which doesn't really say much for the other two. But there you go. Self-high-five. Funnily enough, I, I'd uh, sent a screen cap from Instagram to Mark last week or the week before. Uh, DDP decided to have what he called a COVID-free Christmas gathering at his at his house. I'm assuming. Mm. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I thought okay, it might be at the DDP uh, yoga, whatever they call it. I can't remember what he calls it now, but uh, well, I think that's actually part of his house, so that's fucking <laughs> moot. But anyway, yeah, he had a little what he called a COVID-free Christmas dinner. And he posted a picture of himself looking like an absolute honk, by the way, with a grey beard, which he definitely died yeah. for the picture, with Mark Miro. And I, um, I sent the screen cap to Mark. I said, fucking typical. It's 2020, and there's more There's more untelevised matches between DDP and Mark Miro. <laughs> Good to good to see that they're friends and they still hang out on the odd occasion. Yeah, and Mark Miro's younger than DDP, yet what worse? Yeah, <laughs> bless him. You know what? Funny story. I used to fucking despise Mark Miro, and for the life of me, I can't understand why. Mm. I do. For some reason, I got it. Got it in his in my head that he was like this far positivity type guy, but he really isn't. It's like you could tell, like with what he tweets out, is that he is just genuinely a very positive person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and apologies for use of hatred to Mark Miro, I suppose. <laughs> I'm almost certain that he doesn't listen to the podcast. However, he has liked a couple of our tweets, so fair play to, to Marvellous Mark Miro over there. And uh, Oh, yeah, he liked your tweet of um, the reply to his garage. Yeah, jealousy. <laughs> I had garage envy. <laughs> yeah, he liked that, but he didn't like my reply. I'm like, okay, fuck you, Mark Miro. <laughs> Just justifying why I fucking hated you for years, you fucking prick. <laughs> I, you know what, I, I, I still take that back. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Oh man! You didn't hate him because he was nailing Sable all those, all those years. No, to be honest, Sable did very little for me. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, I could see why people liked her, but it just weren't. I don't know. There was it. Would, I don't know. I th- I think a lot of it because I I was watching her in hindsight. I wasn't watching her of the time. Right and. She had that very stereotypical 90s body, I suppose. Yeah. Right. I think, obviously, implants go a lot further back than the 90s. But in the 90s, what they were trying to get at when they were doing breast implants was trying to make them to the shape of the body. And it never fucking worked. And and so she had a very skinny frame and was very hot, uh, top-heavy. And it just didn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to judge a woman on what on her choices like? But I'm not judging her. I'm just well, saying no. it. It did nothing for me yeah. personally. If you if that's your thing, that's your thing. I mean, there was plenty of people's thing wearing it. It's just it, it, it's taste in it. Anybody's yeah, taste. it was certainly fucking Vince McMahon's thing. Yeah. 
Mark Miro wouldn't have got a job if it weren't for her. No, definitely not. We've got Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenkov here. Yes, and uh, Mike Tanay has joined the commentary desk just for this one match. They're saying oh, yeah, he's the wrestling he's... insider. Yep. That's what I've always heard about him, is that he would join these matches because he knew... He could give like a story background on all the competitors. Yeah. Like, I think this is the first appearance of Rey Mysterio on this podcast, so... It is, yep, and it's his first appearance in WCW, it's his debut, so... Wow. Yeah. We're going to get nearly 20 minutes of this, and this is going to be fucking awesome. I mean... This is where you need Mike Tanay to fill in some gaps and tell you who Rey Mysterio is and yeah. what he can do. Just a it To be honest with you, though, we're going to see what he can do, so it doesn't really add much, it just... It, He's just there to provide a background, really, isn't he? Yeah. Dusty just calling him Iron Mike. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to enjoy this, aren't we? We're just going to sit here for, <laughs> sit here in silence for the next 15, 20 minutes and just love the, every second of this now. Oh, no, I'm going to provide commentary. <laughs> the first thing I noticed is that Rey Mysterio's mask, very ill-fitting. Mm. It's not... It just looks like it can slip off very easily. But then again, he's still like... You know, he's... he's I won't say he's new to the business, but he's relatively new. So, th this kind of thing, he could iron out. On the games, could you get like... Obviously, you have different... Um, different costumes and stuff like that. I wonder if you could get the old... Rey Mysterio, you know, the the Joker pants, uh, Joker pants, Riddler pants. I don't recall, to be honest with you. That'd be a shame. I love them Riddler pants. I thought they were all smart. I don't think it's anything that THQ or 2K have ever really tapped into. Yeah. Like, I know he brought back the, the Riddler stuff for WWE in his last run. Before before the run that he has now, right? Like he started wearing a singlet because he was so out of shape at that point. You know, he used to have a singlet and he had like a, a question mark on it, and yeah, he, he obviously had that. But where with other wrestlers, you'd have like the the modern look or what the look at their at their peak was, hmm. and then you have like just for an example, you'd have Steve Austin. And then you have Steve Austin, nineteen ninety eight, and Steve Austin, nineteen ninety seven. Not that there was very much difference between the two, but that—that's what the thing, the kind of thing that they would do. Don't ever recall them doing that with Rey Mysterio, which is a real shame. Yeah, because he's had plenty of costumes, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a fucking miracle that he's still going. Yeah, it is. He's had so many knee problems, and like even to this day, he can still wrestle relatively well. Yeah, he can still do the high flying stuff. But he 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 has a more reserved style. He will do the high flying stuff in bigger matches, mm -hmm. and like you look at him and you're like, this guy hasn't had multiple knee surgeries. He just hasn't. Or, as his storyline is, he hasn't had his eye taken out. Oh, don't. Don't get me started. <laughs> Credit to him because he's really selling that because he has one ma one eye covered up in his mask. Hmm. Alex Wright you know, getting a mention there. 
He's 18 here. Look at this. Did I read that right? Um, I thought I thought he said the same there, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, let's have a gander. No. 85. Nice. No, it's 21. Uh, Alex Wright. No, I thought they were on about Rey Mysterio, that it was 18 here. Oh, um, I don't think that's right. No, I don't. I don't because they were talking about Alex Wright. Uh, I don't think it is. Selling the arm. That was a really, really good counter. Like every time I see Dean Wanko, there's something that I've never seen before. Like it, uh, Rey Mysterio attempted. What looked like a hammer lock or a wrist lock type manoeuvre, and Dean Lankard just dropped to his back and kicked the arm. Yeah, like so impressive, and it's these little things that just make him so different to every recruiter's weight. Yeah, he's so fucking good. I've really, really come around Dean Lankard. Yeah, very underappreciated. Yep, hundred percent. Just um. For what it's worth, Rey Mysterio is one year older than Rey, uh, Alex Wright. So he will be 22 here. Yeah. But again, that's it's still relatively young. I mean, wrestling back then, you don't see many 22-year-olds on national pay, uh, national TV or, or on pay-per-view. No, that's it. It's the old man's game, though, isn't it? And they refuse yeah. to sort of... That's the age-old that's... problem in wrestling. Especially WCW. Yeah. Malenko keeping Ray on the floor, which uh, isn't easy to do, but there you go. Oh, wow. That was impressive again. Again, if you're not watching along, Rey Mysterio had his arm wrapped around the guardrail and Dean Lankard just kicked it. <laughs> kicked the guardrail, that is, not the arm. Pretty simple, but again, really effective and something that you just don't see. And I know it's because, like in WWE, they've got the padded guardrails and AEW don't really take much advantage of the guardrails from what I've seen, so... No... Um, I watched it this week. Well, I watched the second half of it this week, and the um, the ladies' match. They used it in the ladies' match. That was. I guess it's probably. Oh, oh so fluid. Really good. Again, uh, Rem Sewer attempted a Frankenstein type maneuver, and Dean Wengold just threw him off. From the powerbomb position, just so fucking fluid. You're like quick as a flash. Yeah, threw him off and he landed on his feet in Ray Ray, but uh, Malenko just whammed him with a clothesline. Whammed him. Whammed him. <laughs> well, you know, it's just after Christmas. <laughs> we'll call that move the Whamageddon then. <laughs> 
The man of a thousand whams. Fucking hell. You wouldn't want to be around him at Christmas, would you? <laughs> a lot of women in the crowd. That's unusual. Yeah, I've, I've never noticed that before. I've noticed the subtitles are still... They're spelling Mysterio with a Y. Yeah. And I'm finding that very bothersome. And I mean, I know it's WE. Come on, guys. I get it. You know, but... It's like these little things. He's not Mysterio with a Y here. It's Mysterio with an I. Yeah. Slow count ref, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what the fuck? Who's the ref here? I can't remember his name. See, this is a recurring problem. More moustache. <laughs> How many refs have got the same fucking look? Oh, all I get three. I get confused between Randy Anderson and Nick Patrick at times. Now we've got a third one like this. <laughs> And it doesn't help that they're all fucking the same as well. The referee, refereeing style is the same. They'll just choose to count slow at random points. Yeah. It's like at bloody um, the TNT headquarters just turning out clones of the same fucking referee. <laughs> the irony of that is that Nick Patrick couldn't even do that when he was asked to. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Oh dear. So the cat likes Pringles. It's official. See, I'm the professional here. I don't have my cat in the living room. <sighs> yeah, I've got a cat, a dog, and Pringles. Uh, <laughs> Bloody hell, you won't want my cat in here. She just never shuts up me owing. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, the other night I was doing a test run off the mic. I had my, he uh, my headphones in the jack beneath it. And Penny, my cat, was at the opposite end of the room and I could hear her purring. Wow. Yeah, there very powerful mic. 120 quid well spent. All moves from Malenko again. Trying to keep Rey Mysterio on the floor. On the mat. Currently in a... Oh, it's not an iron bar, is it? Abdominal stretch kind of thing? Yeah, the commentary said an STF, but it's not quite an STF. No. Ultimately. They're cutting to the crowd here, and they're saying it's jam-packed. It is a real good crowd. Yeah, I think it... Uh, I might be wrong, but I'm sure it said 8,000. I think it was 8,300. Yeah. Surfboard. Oh, here we go. Mexico surfboard, surfboard stretch. Easy for me to say. <laughs> you could tell a wrestler is fucking good when they pull that move out. Into it's a just bridge. so good. And it's not an easy move to do. No. Yeah, you're relying a lot on your uh, on your op your 
opposition there as well, aren't you, to do a lot of the work? Yeah. It's this kind of you... it's, it's the same with the um, the catapult. You know when they, they they hold the legs like they're going to do the Boston Crab, and then they just lean back. So yeah, <laughs> I attempted to do that. Obviously, we, we've all done it. We all used to play wrestling because you know we watched wrestling and, and you wanted to play wrestling. Don't try this at home, kids. And um, I actually tried it on somebody once, and I, I didn't realize that the other guy really does need to fucking help you out on that one because it just doesn't work. <laughs> I just sort of fell back and went ow. You're there driving in pain on the floor. Fucking hell, that exposes the business. Yeah. How do they do it on the TV? <laughs> Fucking hell, they got called core strength. Yeah. Good core strength, sorry. Fucking hell. My mate's favourite wrestler was Bret Hart. Uh, he put me in a fucking sharpshooter. Like, oh, it's, it's the worst pain. I've, I, fucking hell. Like, and How he can proper, you tell I related to this? He proper like bent back and everything like that, and we were we were wrestling for the world title and everything, uh, and that were it. He he'd fucking he had me. It were it were over. Yeah, I I had the sharpshooter uh, put on me back in high school, and I fucking hated it. Hmm. But then somebody else tried applying it, but they didn't do the Bret Hart version. They did the uh, did the rock version and obviously that was like <laughs> that didn't hurt at all mate <laughs> yeah it's weird the, the variations the, are strange yeah the basically one could actually apply it the other one couldn't yeah the rock would just uh, uh, cross your legs and just sit down on them <laughs> he, he couldn't do a bloody shark shoot to save his life <laughs> why did he end up taking it like why did he end up putting it in his in his move set, I have no clue to be honest with you. I'm just assuming that they had a submission match at some point, so he had to do something. And he went, "Yeah, I'll do that." Because I mean, he used it. He used it moving forward, didn't he? Not not like yeah. every match, but he did use it. Yeah, it could either be that, or it could be just WWE just taking more pot shots at Brett. Hmm. Cool. That is variation smart. I will say the commentary came up. You can say indistinct. (laughs) (laughs) Says it all about this, really, doesn't it? Yeah, fucking subtitles were atrocious. More Matt wrestling for Malenko here. I've got to be honest. I mean, I I kind of, I expected a little bit more from this, so I'm hoping it does. uh, does liven up because to be fair Mysterio's took a lot of fucking a lot of punishment here hasn't he yeah he's got to get a comeback spot at some point I think that's what you need here because you you've got this guy with a reputation of being one of the world's best high flyers and you've got Dean Malenko who's not really so much a high flyer Mm. He, he works He's a technical wrestler. He's a technical cruiserweight. So you need this, the heel, the technical wrestler, to use his strengths against the high flyer to yep. put the high flyer over. So, yeah, I'm in total agreement that there has to be a comeback. 
because all this work will not be effective otherwise. And we might just have it here. Yeah. Another cameraman getting a shot. (laughs) He's poor WCW cameraman. Unsafe working place, mate. Yeah. Baseball slide onto the foot. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. He nearly botched that. Nearly. He nearly slipped. You're taking some tips from hard work Bobby Brown, though. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, Bobby Bobby Brown, Bobby Walker. Bobby oh, Brown. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong shithead. <laughs> To be fair, Bobby Brown was hard work. <laughs> Bosh. Fucking hell, he nearly fucking slipped again. Well, that was such a good drop kick. Sorry, springboard drop kick. Yeah. Malenko's up. Oh, momentum oh. shifted. Here we are. Bad counting again by ref. I thought that were free. Don't help when the crowd are clapping along like. Oh, oh come on. He nearly fucking broke his own neck. <laughs> Even the commentary said almost Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Better than fucking Steiners. It was actually in this in this instance. I mean, Ray's doing all the work in this match now. Oh, here we go. Mysterio with knees to the head. Yeah. Oh! He got indistinct. Yeah. The subtitle said. In other words, he got fucked up. See a lot Graham of it's just, it's just momentum shifting in it. That's that's all it is. They're not really moves. That's two or three now. Whereas yeah. it's just trying to tilt a worm. Uh, tilt a tilt a worm. A tilt a whirl. <laughs> and the momentum shifted. Oh! Oh, that was sick. Oh. What a shame. Blank all with a sick power bomb and then use the ropes for leverage for the win. I mean, he doesn't really have a heel persona at this moment in time, does he? So, it's a, an unusual tactic to use, but there you go. I suppose it's for title in it, so... Yeah. All bets are off. Yeah, sell it, or just selling that, he'll do anything to win. Oof. Yeah, that... I think Malenko was out of position for that one, to be fair, yeah. but... It didn't help that, yeah. Didn't help that Mysterio slipped. Once again, the 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 convenience of the referee just turning away straight away after counting three. I was gonna say. Oh, okay. He pausing your recording as well. Okay, okay. 
there's something about Luger when he's had his, when he has his hair tied up. It just looks better. Yeah. Yeah, he's. He doesn't have a face for longer. Still got loads of titles as well. Not been many title changes, has there? When you when you think about it. No, not a lot. Take good. <laughs> he said pied instead of pride. <laughs> right, Take good pied in that. Fucking hell, we were talking about pizza earlier, now we're talking about pie. <laughs> <laughs> pizza mm. pie. Mm, pizza pie. Oh yeah, you pointed this out, didn't you? The, the belt that he's got on his waist there—that so that's the tag championship, isn't it? The WCW logo isn't the WCW logo; it's just a standard font. Yeah, on the television title. Oh, is that the TV title? Yeah. But it looks like the font for the TNT logo at the time. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's by design or not. But I, yeah, I don't like it. Hmm. What is this Big Bubba's gimmick now? Uh, I don't know. A barber? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's supposed to be a barber, but he's dressed like... Well, like one of the village people. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, this is not a good look for him at all. He either looks like a member of the village people or a member of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> it just it, it just doesn't suit the guy with his fucking leather cap. Oh, he's not the shark anymore. He's Tenter. Well, John Tenter. That's weird. So when they shaved his hair, has he really kept half of his hair on? He fucking has, hasn't he? Yeah. He's kept half his hair on. He's no longer the shark, he's John Tenter. And he's wearing plain black pants and a plain blue singlet. Yeah. Yeah, because he looks awful here. I'd rather you just being the shark if I'm honest <laughs> from Tsunami which is not a place it's a disaster <laughs> oh so Big Bubba is actually a part of the Dungeon of Doom now officially which is weird and again looking like a fat George Michael yeah <laughs> Fucking hell, we're just running through the pop stars that he actually looks like. The village people, Frank goes to Hollywood, 
George Michael. <laughs> but then again, George Michael without the the leather cap, the leather trench coat on. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't going to be a fucking bomb burner, is it? No. Jesus Christ. And you- but this is, like we've said before, this is kind of like you calm down match in it because yeah. you've just had, you've just been on your feet for. Uh, Malenko and Rey Mysterio. What's really weird is John Center would have been in his early 30s here. Really? Yeah. I think he was like 27 in 1992, something like that. Jesus Christ. When he he was at the height of his prime in WWE, he was like 27 years old, something like that. I'll I'll Google search that. Uh, If I could spell his name right. Yeah, John Tenter. He debuted in 1987. So, and he was born in 1963. So, in 1993, he would have been 30. Yeah. That's incredible. I know, it's fucking insane. Wow. Because he, he looks a lot older. Yeah, he does, yeah. At this point, the, the way that he looks now, he looks older than fucking Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> I mean, he's balding for a start. Yeah. Unreal. So yeah, he would have been 33 here. Or just turning 33. Because according to his wiki, he was born in... Uh, born on June 22nd, So you're 32 here. Yeah. It's just fucking mad. And again, I've got to give credit to the guy. I mean, at least he tried with this gimmick as well. Like, he had a yeah. tiger on his arm, and he, for, to get the gimmick over it, he covered that tiger up with a shark. I mean, not a lot of wrestlers would go that far to get a gimmick over. No. So, fair fucks to him. He he did he did give it his all, but I, I just think he's he's out of his league at this point. His his character came way too late. It was very an eighties style wrestler. Yeah, yeah. The, the walk is very eighties, and yeah, he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because I think I think this is one thing that we we haven't really gotten over about John Center is that we we've we, we've put fun at the gimmick right, but mm. he's a good wrestler. He, he is capable. He, he he has shown that he's got some talent. And yeah, he has the fundamentals down, doesn't he? Yeah, and even that promo we, we were talking about on a recent episode where you're saying that we're fluffing his lines, he had the intensity. Yeah. He, he can cut a promo if he doesn't fuck his lines up. Yeah, it's really, really slow and and just more of more of a fight. The, the context that they're trying to add to this is that um, the Dungeon of Doom's kind of recruited Big Bubba to go after Tenta because Tenta signed to have the title shot against the Giant, even though because the Giant's still in the Dungeon of Doom. Apparently, that's what Shivani said. 
it's hard to even imagine that the Dungeon of Doom still exists at this point. Yeah, yeah. And right, also to add, the Dungeon of Doom it's it's a collection of freaks. Why is Big yeah. Bubba a part of that? I don't know. He's he's just a big guy that wears leather pants and a cut off sleeve t shirt. There's nothing more to him than that here. He's not a freak of any of the imagination. And no. I think he actually won here. <laughs> What's Jimmy Hart doing? Yeah, Tenter's actually won. Oh, go on, stab him. <laughs> Fucking hell, Mike. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Apparently he cut off his part of his beard. Well, I can't say I saw that coming. Exactly some revenge. Yeah, I weren't expecting him to win that, to be honest. No. Fucking hell. Now, right, when you look at this, you see Mongo in a Chicago Bears uh, Barry City jacket. And Deborah yeah. McMichael wearing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and then you see, um, you see Kevin Green in a Panthers for it, uh, Fire City jacket with unnamed woman next to him in the same thing. Like, do you look at this and think they're on the same team? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't do. No, you? <laughs> it, I get what they're trying to get over, but it just—I don't know—it just looks weird. Now Kevin Green's going for it here, isn't he? Yeah. He's going red in the face and he's just pointing to the camera. Right. Oh, fucking hell, Macho Man's here now. Who had him in the building? (laughs) Right. Macho Man mentioned something about perfume and Kevin Green just raised his arms. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck without sound there's very little context to this for me it's like just Kev- called him daddy as well it just seems Kevin Green is trying to be a wrestler here well as uh, oh she's called Tara okay so I'm going to presume that she, she shows up on one of the nitros beforehand but yeah see, have you, as you will have seen on the internet um, after the sad passing of Kevin Green actually um, a lot of people saying that he actually took to getting in the ring and wrestling much better than McMichael did and obviously McMichael sticks around a lot longer so yeah I think I heard that Kevin Green was given the choice by the NFL commission to either wrestle or to be an NFL footballer and the money was in being in the NFL and also it's his passion so that's where he stuck yeah. to I mean when you get the cho- thing is- when you get that choice it's a very hard choice to make I suppose but yeah. again like I said his passion was football so 
the thing is as well when you look at his statistics at this time you know Kevin Green was up there like he was one of the best like nobody had any uh, nobody had more sacks than he did yeah <clears throat> that's why they call him the sack master hmm yeah but yeah it's a shame that he passed I mean we were 53 years old were it you know yeah I no mean, age and bloody you know it's weird as well because obviously we know like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wrestlers but it's never who you expect it to be that passes away. I know. You know, we, we didn't think, like, in our wildest, you know, in a wildest mind sort of thing that, that it'd be Kevin Green. Like, fucking hell. No. Absolutely no age. And here's the thing, we can only speculate as well because there was no cause of death really given. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's only just turned up on WCW, so I can't really say that I have fond memories of the guy, because I really don't. But I'm looking at, at him in a different light now as a result, but yeah. either way, you don't want to hear that somebody has died no matter who they are. You know, it's... Yeah. it's Especially when you're a fan of wrestling, and this guy was, in in, in his own right, a part of the business... Yep. I don't really know how far he's going to go in the business. I don't know if it's like a one-night-only type thing or if he's going to make a recurring appearance, but I'm assuming it's going to be the latter. But it doesn't take away the fact that, you know, this guy sadly died far far too early. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it is sad. So, thoughts yeah, and prayers go out to the family and friends of Kevin Green at this very unfortunate time. Yeah, especially around Christmas time as well. Yeah. It's a shame. So this match is Kevin Sullivan versus Chris Benoit in a feud that has aged shockingly poorly considering everything that happened um, a few years ago now with Benoit and Nancy. So this is the start more or less, of their feud where even woman will get involved even though woman's with Ric Flair. Yeah, the start of a million fucking conspiracy theories about Kevin Sullivan as well. Mm. And they're fighting all the way through the crowd. They're going, they've gone all the way up to us here. <laughs> and now they're in concessions. It's like WCW backstage assault. Yep. They've gone into the men's toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I I just really want Kevin Sullivan to give Chris Benoit a swirly now. Yeah. Or other way around. I mean, I'm not really bothered either way, but... I <laughs> Imagine if you're actually in there taking a shit, like, whoa, 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 what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Somebody's there with your baby. Yeah, why not? Right, there's got to be some people back, back there who are like, come on guys, I need a piss. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Heads in the door. Oh. Funny that they're in a toilet because this really, it, it's just reminded me of what has been one of my favourite moments of wrestling this year. And it was just so simple, so uh, so comedic, but so simple. Yeah. 
in the, there was a, a backstage brawl between I can't remember who it was between now it were it were part of the inner circle in AEW and some some other team and all that and they opened a bathroom door and Orange Cassidy's just stood there <laughs> just stood there <laughs> with his hands in his trousers just pausing and they just like quietly shut the door and just get on with it and I mean <laughs> These, again, it's the nuances of wrestling that I love, but it's shit like that. And I won't say I'm like a massive fan of Orange Cassidy's style, but there's like certain parts of his character that I do really enjoy, and it's that. Yeah. You know, he were on commentary on one of the AEWs, uh, I think it were on Dynamite last week, and he didn't say a fucking thing. He put a headset on that wasn't even plugged in, and he just sat there throughout. I mean, (laughs) it's just so simple, but I love it. I love it so much. The hell is that? I'm guessing that's like a cleaning cupboard. Laundry chute. Oh. Really? In a fucking arena? <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. No, this is a rubbish chute. Hey, well, Toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. Oh, it's a little attic thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a little cupboard. Little storage cupboard. Yeah, a cleaning cupboard. This... The security is proper struggling with that fucking fa- them fans. <laughs> oh, two key grips. I watched a um, one of them RF video shoot interviews the other day. It just randomly came on after I've been watching something on uh, on YouTube, and it was um, oh god, what was his name now? I can't remember. Anyway, it's part of, part of WCW uh, office, if you like, and they were talking about Kevin Sullivan, and they were talking about Chris Benoit as well, like Chris Benoit. And obviously he left with the radicals and shit like that. And uh, he said that there was nobody pushing harder for Chris Benoit than Kevin Sullivan. Through it all, after, you know, like finding out that his wife had had an affair with Chris Benoit and everything like that in real life, Kevin Sullivan was the person who booked for Chris Benoit to be the world heavyweight champion against the wishes of everybody in WCW because everybody in WCW said he's just not a world champion, he's not a world champion. And Kevin Sullivan said, put the belt on him, we're going to put the belt on him, uh, because I think he is a world champion. And then the day after he left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This guy did say, he said, Kevin Sullivan took the fact that Chris Benoit, you know, took his wife, like they took his house as well. They they went, Chris Benoit moved into Kevin Sullivan's house. Um, and this guy just said, listen, Kevin Sullivan was like, he took the fucking high road on that one because if it were me, I'd have fucking, I'd have punched multiple times Chris Benoit in the fucking face. Yeah. Anyway, he, he'd said that to Chris Benoit uh, and HR from uh, TNT ended up getting in touch with this guy and said, have you made a threat against Chris Benoit's life? And he went, well, not really, no, but I've said... If he stole my wife and stole my house and everything like that, I'd kill him. And the woman on the phone apparently just went, well, I can see your point. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a threat on his life. It's just like... It's a theoretical what, situation. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. But you can't say, you know, you can't say that's a threat on your life when, you know, <laughs> you're saying, if it were my wife, I'd fucking kill you. <laughs> Because it isn't. No, so there you go. it's not. 
But it goes to show that Kevin Sullivan knows what is, uh, and I hate to say these fucking three words, thanks to WWE, best for business. And, you know, he just saw Chris Benoit for the talent, not for the person that took his wife in his house. That's it. He's kept his he's kept professional and personal very separate there. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, he saw that Chris Benoit could be a world champion. Kevin Sullivan saw what the WWE saw. Yeah. But nobody in WCW could see Chris Benoit as a world champion. That's a fucking shame as well. Yeah, I mean, if it had happened sooner, you never know. He might have stayed. But they also put the title on him in the hope that he would stay, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That was part of the reason why they put the title on him, to, to try and convince him to stay. I mean, this match has just been a brawl. It's been nothing more, nothing special at all. No. But And I'm sorry, Sullivan looks like a deer in headlights as well. He keeps looking at Ben Wall like, I don't know what you're going to do now. <laughs> I don't think they've gone into this with any structure whatsoever. They've just call it on the fly. Make sure you use the table. Yeah. For some reason, I get the impression that they didn't plan to go into the bathroom. It's like, forget, this is the first room, we'll go in here. Yeah. And just use whatever props we can get. That table's thick. Yep. The the WCW decorating tables from Wilco's. Even the legs on it look thick. Fucking they are, aren't they? Jesus. Yeah, yeah they're solid steel then. I mean, imagine if this goes awry and that... Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I don't want to see it. Nope. Fucking hell, he didn't go through it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the giant would go through that. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to see anybody go through that table because I'm deeply concerned for their welfare. Well, I mean, that's the table's just not going to snap here, is it? Yeah, that's why Chris Benoit's put it on the top ropes in the corner. And, and Jimmy Hart's holding it into fucking place. What are you going to do here? Yeah. So Benoit's on the table, the table's on the top rope, I don't think I. I never thought I'd say them words. Yep, Jimmy Hart. The table's on the top. Jimmy Hart's grabbing onto the legs for dear life. Trying to hold it stationary, aren't they? Yep. Superplex off the table into the. The crowd goes crazy for it, even though it's just basically a superplex from the top rope. And then more wins. Oh, that were underwhelming. (laughs) I think, I think Benoit had an idea of a finish here. And they realised very quickly, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> the prop table that they brought isn't the right table. To be honest with you, I won't even call it a prop table. That's just a, no. that's just the table that they're using, and they put it underneath the ring, and Ben Wells grabbed it and like, okay, yep, this will do. Oh no, it won't. <laughs> so Arn Anderson's coming out now. Obviously, we think to help Kevin Sullivan. Yep. Oh, no, he's not. He's turned on Sullivan. And Jimmy Hart's just fucking belted out of there, like, no, no, I'm not, I can't do this. 
the crowd has gone fucking crazy. Like, fuck me. Oh, here we go. The Dungeon of Doom are back. Oh, fucking hell. Just as, as this were getting good. Who the fuck is that? Oh my god, it's uh, Max. So they're not really misfits anymore, are they? They're not. No. They're actually they're actually a fairly decent fucking stable. <laughs> yeah, it's not Halloween anymore, so they decided to drop all their outfits. Okay, there you go. Look at this show in a slow cap replay of Kevin Sullivan trapping Benoit's head in the toilet cubicle door. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things in the match, that's what they. Oh yeah, there weren't uh, very many good things in this. Yeah, we'll we'll slow that one down, make it more dramatic. In reality, that wouldn't have hurt all that much. And he would have been uncomfortable, don't get me wrong, but the way his head was positioned. Oh, right. I was going to say then. Go on, stroke his chin. Stroke his chin. That's what we're here for. God, that sounded very erotic. (laughs) God, stroke his chin. Stroke it. Okay, Rick Ford snorted. Uh, Rick Ford. Rick Ford snorted something before this. Whatever that is, had a future drink. Because he's just <laughs> stood there in the background, smiling and looking half out of it. She's stroking his chin. Except we can't see it because Arn Anderson's big head is in the fucking way. Gene's definitely got a boner on there, on it. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded. Oh, yawning. Arn Anderson has said that he's uh, loaded for war, but the subtitle said they're loaded for burr. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, know. See, how are they the four horsemen now when there's only fucking three of them? Yeah. That that were always a problem, weren't it, really? They were, they were never really four. They were either three, five. I think at one point <laughs> there were like six of them. Yeah, but my point is there's only three competitors. Usually it's been consistent with how many competitors they've had. So mm. usually they'll have like a couple of valets and a manager or some shit like that. You know, adult class... Bobby Heenan as part of the Horseman. I see him as managing the Horseman. I don't see Woman and Elizabeth as part of the Horseman because they're, because they're women for a start. And they're, they're valets, you know. Since Brian Pullman left, it's just been the free Horseman. The, the, um, the captions are so far behind because Heenan's just spoke so quickly. 
So, okay, he's just rapidly trying to fucking catch up. Yeah. Oh, God. I keep seeing subtitles going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but me and Jesus stood there on his own, like. Here we go, Regal versus Sting, part part three. And there's still an hour of this pair of you to go. Yep. Someone in the crowd is actually wearing a crown. A crown. <laughs> oh, there's a Union Jack in the in the crowd as well. Oh, get him. There's some people actually just flown over there just to see William Regal. He's a man called Sting! <laughs> He's a man called Sting, but he don't look like Sting no more. <laughs> Fireworks! <laughs> Still looking back at him like... <laughs> catch me every time, that Fucking hell. I think that's why he changed. He's like, fuck it, I can't deal with these fireworks no more. Man called Singe. Man called Singe. Who the fuck was Stephen Regal doing the fisticuff pause to then? I have no idea. He was in the corner and he's just got the fisticuffs up. Like, hey, I challenge you to a game of fisticuffs. You know, like, I'm guessing it was just to the crowd, but it, it, it would just, it just looks so fucking weird. Fucking hell, right from the off, Regal is flailing like a madman. Bloody hell. Oh, up and over, <laughs> that weren't good. <laughs> he tried to do what Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair would do in the corner, just like the up and over type thing, and he just flopped over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Apparently there's a WWE wrestling the world's strongest man. It's not going to be fucking... What's his face, is it? Mark Henry. Yeah. It won't be him anymore. I think it would have been Bracus. Bracus. There's a guy from Blackburn in it as well, apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently. I completely missed that. Well, is that what he said on the commentary? Just like in the in the world's strongest man these days. 
enjoy. Well, to say that there hasn't really been a lot in this match would be unfair to say, but it's very standard of Sting and Regal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mark Felix, at the age of 23, moved to Great Harwood. Yeah, you didn't answer my question because I think you got uh, sidetracked, but... Yeah, is that this yeah, year? Yeah, she, she she came in for Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Was that this year? Or back... That's in, now. Yeah, right, because I was going to say 1996, because I thought you said, oh, yeah, there were uh, a, a wrestler from WWE, and you said that, oh, yeah, that won't be Mark Henry. So I assumed yeah, that you thought, yeah. at the time, I thought there were like, something on the subtitles that I missed. No. <laughs> Love Regal. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he's offering this uh, handshake to Sting with a big Cheshire Cat smile on his face and he just turns to the crowd and just like tells them to fuck off and some shit. Oh my God, what is he doing? Regal's in the corner and Sting's like firing up and Regal's just fucking shaking like a leaf. <laughs> oh god Lord love him What about that then? Yeah, basically... It's interesting why they've decided to put Sting and Regal in in matches. So obviously they had the they had a, a match on Nitro three weeks before this, and now they're in a match on Nitro here again. I think it's just trying to give Regal something. Mm. But in all honesty, I know they're giving Luger a title shot against the Giant later on tonight. But I would have much rather to have seen Sting and Luger versus the Blue Bloods, if I'm honest with you. Not that yeah, there's anything yeah. wrong with this match, but where where this title is concerned, Sting and Luger are the tag team title, uh, tag team champions, and the Blue Bloods are a tag team that could realistically challenge for the titles, and yeah. it, it'd be a good match. Yeah. I mean, on paper, I'd say it'd be a good match. But no, I think I think they've seen at this point that Regal can break out as a single star, so put him with someone mm. up, up, up on the card and see if they can hang. It's not all. It's not a bad idea, to be honest with you. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sting did a sunset flip, but Regal stood on his feet, and he's just flailing around, and the referee, I think it's Randy Anderson, went towards him, and he's just started fucking threatening him with his fists before he falls down. It's Again, it's just 
comedy. Yep. And it really shouldn't work in a match against Sting. But yeah, it, it just does. It's pretty much been all regal as well. Yeah. Sweat absolutely dripping off Regal. That was always the case with him. Like this moment, uh, Regal's got a knee to Sting's back and got him in a chokehold. And he's just been doing a legal fist to the face. Yeah. No, it's, again, it's just classic technical stuff. Nothing spellbounding by any means, but effective. Just to slow the pace down, just to touch. And Regal's just applying. <laughs> I don't know, I honestly do not know what the fuck he were doing there. But he, he were doing, uh, he were applying uppercuts, and all of a sudden he just started doing like a, a little twirl and a, and a prance. He's still yeah. fucking doing it on his knees! Yeah. I don't even know what all that is about. <laughs> Well, earlier on they were saying about him being prissy, weren't they, and stuff like that. So, so he's purposely uh, acting prissy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. <clears throat> God, if you could just do that throughout this match, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really fun. Oh, he's... He's shouting at the cra- uh, at the camera again. He's saying, "Is this America?" I don't know what he's saying there, though. But I tell you what, he's just sweating right into Sting's face. Oh, oh and spitting as well. Oh man, God, that can't be nice. No. <laughs> oh God, the facials. <laughs> Sting managed to get out of the headlock and did a big back body drop and the face on Regal was just tremendous. It was shock and fear at the same time but (laughs) absolutely brilliant. Again, Regal is on top just like that. Yep. I think this is why Sting is so good at this time. Is that he never really has a bad match. Yeah. And this is why it's because he lets the other people work. He gives them so much God, Regal again. With a finger lock. <laughs> yeah, finger lock and he's just like rolling his eyes and tonturing to the camera. It's like because everything he's do- he does is just comedic. He's just so good. What I will say is that I'm seeing a lot of a lot of things here that he does apply to his character in WWE, but he dials it back. It leaves all that to the promos. But in the matches, he's not, he's not just randomly tuntering to the fucking camera or pretty, pretty walking around, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. 
You know, it's all about business in the ring and leaving that for the for the promo work. And I don't know if I like that. If I'm honest with you, I think it just adds to the match just like a little bit more. Yeah, of course it does. That extra element of showmanship. Yeah. Uh, Regal's got. Keep your bloody mouth shut. Oh, <laughs> does he have to spit? Honestly, fucking hell. Yeah. You're not really doing much with the British stereotype here. But uh, then again, maybe that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Just like it, it, because obviously his character is that he's a hypocrite. He's all about the the class and. The sportsmanship, and he shows absolutely fucking none of it in the ring. Yeah. Again, this is all regal here. He's got, he's got Sting firmly down on the mat with, in in a, in a headlock of some sort, and they were down for quite a while, were. But it was hammer, too, hammerlock. Yeah, yeah hammerlock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the fucking name of it then. <laughs> I like that. There's loads of fucking moves that I just completely forget. I think I called one of that. What's going on about that slingshot earlier on? Fucking hell, I called it a monkey flip about fucking three weeks ago. Like, what the fuck? It's not even a monkey flip. Abdominal stretch. I've never understood the abdominal stretch off the fucking rope as well. Just the transition's just bizarre. No, I've, I've never really understood the abdominal sli- uh, stretch as a move in general because it just doesn't look painful. No. There's no way that can be painful unless you put the knee in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) This is a world of sport match. Yeah. I've been trying to really put my finger on what this match is. This match is right out of the world of sport. There's so much showmanship... And I mean, obviously, that showmanship is coming from Regal. Just flexing to the crowd after doing a pretty. F- uh, I wouldn't even call it a pretty. It was pussy fussing around, weren't he? Yeah. And then he just does a little head wobble and flex to the crowd. It's like. <laughs> this is just a position there. He's, he's trying to act strong when he's not really showing that he is strong by doing what he was doing. Like, it's all stereotypes, of course, but. But yeah, it's just so much fun. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, he just keeps saying, uh, does he want to say uncle? Instead of saying, like, submitting or anything, it's just like, say uncle, say uncle. <laughs> and I must apologise, it's not Randy Anderson that's the rev, it's that no name, mullet sporting fucking randomer. We know him. Yeah, we need to find out his name, don't we? I must say, worst mullet, worst mullet, worst mullet I've ever seen. Because it's gone for the mullet, but it's got a straight cut fringe. Yeah, like 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 you would have on a bowl cut, and it just looks fucking awful. Uh, it looks like uh, Jim Carrey's character out of uh, 
out of uh, Dumb and Dumber. Well, what's his name, Gary? Gary? Or were that? Yeah, I think it were. Yeah. yeah. It's just that that same kind of hairstyle, but it's like add a mullet to it and a tash. It just looks ridiculous. Um. I can't find his name. Is that on Wikipedia? Uh, this is the entire entirety of Google. I'm going to say if you go on to Wikipedia, they'll give you like at the end with the uh, the uh, personnel and all that. It should be there. I'm on about Wikipedia for the pay per view. There's things just uh, hit a comeback with Lariat Suplente, but fucking hell, he goes up top and Regal's just back on it, back on top straight away. God, he's, I was, I, he's made Regal like an absolute star in this. Yeah, he's, he's sold pretty well for him. The attendance was 9,000, actually. Ah, not bad. Um, referees, referees. Oh, now we have an STF. Yeah, it says referees, Randy Anderson and Nick Patrick. Nah, this That's is... not Randy Anderson. No, and it's definitely not Nick Patrick either. No. That's really and fucking that's weird. That's on the wiki. That's really that weird. They're basically not giving who, uh, his name out. Hmm. Maybe it'll be in credits at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's another student from the power plant. Yeah. <laughs> See, if the referee was trying to stop Regal from the illegal punches in the corner, he did a really shit job of that. Yeah. He just like got between them like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, God, I hate coming to you like that. Whip him. Whip him like a dog. Yeah. Come on. You're not Jim Ross. You can tell how much punishment Sting's been in because he's no face paint left. Yeah, I was just about to say. Oh, that's a different way to counter a Stinger splash. Knees up. Never seen that before. Oh, back body drop and Scorpion Deathlock. Yep, he's in. Fucking hell, after all that, and Regal just taps out very quickly. Really puts yeah. over the Scorpion Deathlock, but. Yep. Sadly, it undoes a lot of the work in that match for me. That's a shame. I, w- I would have rather he would just in it, he were in it for just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sting's a sporting pink eyeliner at this point. <laughs> but not a bad match at all. No, it was alright, that, yeah. Well, a Matt Classic by any means, but you know, if you... the good thing about Regal sweating so much there is when you're looking back at that replay there and he's getting taking the right hands, the sweat just flicking off him. Yeah, it's, it gives a good visual, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, what is this? Oh, this video <laughs> package. <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah, get in the fucking sea, non M. Get in the sea. Mad to think that that pay per view is just like changes the entire fucking wrestling world. Yeah. <laughs> right, tag team. And they gave it that video package. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Jesus. The tag team grudge match now. What the fuck is a tag team grudge match? That just fucking basically means that they've been fucking feuding, done it, I think. I don't know. The one to settle them all. Oh, shit. What? Something went wrong. Shall I pause? No, you can carry on. It's only entrances, isn't it? Yeah, we've got Michael Buffer introducing this match. Is your timestamp? One minute fifty six, sixteen seconds. One fifty six. Right, I'll I'll pause. Right. One hour fifty six minutes, twenty six seconds. Bloody hell. So you've got Rick Flair coming out? Just about, yeah. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Right. Are you playing? Three, two, one. Play. Cool. I like how every time there's crowd noise, the the subtitles don't say crowd noise; they say crowd chatter. Yeah. Because this is WCW. The, the the crowd don't make noise; they just <laughs> chat. <laughs> I like how Arn Anderson, who has already interfered in a match with no t-shirt, has like also cut a backstage promo with no t-shirt, and now he's coming out with a t-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. I initially thought that were a Four Horsemen shirt, but it's not, is it? I can't really tell. It's purple and silver, but it's definitely not Four Horsemen. Crowd cheering. <laughs> wow. So you're not chattering? <laughs> yeah, woman's just stood in the way. I want to find out what's on that fucking t shirt. Oh, just zoomed right past it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, they're introducing Bobby Heenan. Yeah, he didn't get many of these, did he? Fucking hell. No. Wearing blue and white, my fucking man. <laughs> Mad respect to the brain for his blue and white. You'd think he'd be wearing a bit of red with that as well, being an American. 
Yeah. Are you excited to see your first Steve Mongo McMichael match? Um, <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> Thanks to That's How Mongo on Twitter, I am all for watching Mongo now. Because I know it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be fun. I remember you saying, you know when you're in the ring with Ric Flair you quickly find out if you can sink or swim yeah and there's no better ear is there than Arn Anderson and Ric Flair to help carry you through a match when you're just not a wrestler yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) one of the women brought Pepe out like if, yeah. if there's one thing we've learned from wrestling in the last couple of years is don't bring a fucking dog to a wrestling show Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> especially with his pyrotechnics I mean it's one thing for Furrow in AEW who's a, a fucking husky and he's quite a big dog you know yeah. you got a fucking Pepe or Chihuahua you know I, I feel sorry for that poor woman because that dog is pissed on her now I'd be very surprised if he hasn't. <laughs> Savage, the manager. <laughs> I know, that's mental. At least he's allowed in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Buffer's just... <laughs> right, what's he done? He just went... Randy! Macho Man Savage! <laughs> His voice cracked! <laughs> right, apart from that being completely round, uh, wrong, because it's a fucking prefix, not a suffix, you know, it's Macho oh, Man Randy Savage, not Mando. Uh, Mando. Mando. <laughs> <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Randy. Macho Man Savage. What the fuck are they doing? This is the, the fucking NFL shit, isn't it? That's NFL shit? Just yeah. going on all fours and doing a spin around? That made no fucking sense. McMichael and Orrin first starting off. Right. <laughs> I wish I had, like, my bottle of Amaretto with me. I've been taking a <laughs> shot every time Mongo take, uh, does a, a fuck up. And he hasn't even wrestled yet, and someone's got a fucking, not a sign, but a sheet in the crowd a bed saying sheet. Mongo sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that poor fucking guy. Lloyd <laughs> Anderson's oh. doing fucking star jumps now. What is this? <laughs> he's done nothing in his tag rate flowing. 
Oh my god. He does start <laughs> up, so he's like, oh, I've got to go to shit, brother. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what I just did, I did Hulk Hogan and XWF. Have you ever seen that? No, thankfully not. Yeah, no. he has a match, he's fucking gassed, and then he cuts a promo to say, like, I could have got in shape, brother. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. Right, I'm trying to set, read what it says on uh, Kevin Green's shirt here. Oh, yeah. It says, Mean Green sacks something something. So it's obviously a mean green sack something machine. I'm sure we'll get a shot of it. Well, you said that, but we never got a fucking close up to Arn Anderson's shirt. Oh, no, true. Now they're doing a football put. Oh, for fuck's sake. That was. <laughs> right. Was Mongo a quarterback? Uh, no. Because I'm going to say... If he, Is he not a defensive linebacker? Either way, that was terrible, what he just did. For a footballer to do what is, like, just an offensive tackle on Arn Anderson, it was terrible, and Arn Anderson sold it like he'd been run over by a bus. To his yeah. credit. Um, it, it was... Uh, a def- he was a defensive tackle. Okay, so you know it was it, it was a normal football tackle, but it yeah terrible. Oh, they're gonna have, they're doing it again. <laughs> Sorry, I loved it because I expected it to happen again, and I, I, I just tripped him up. Yeah, uh, you can tell Mongo's not a wrestler. Yeah, he can't even run the ropes well. The crowd are popping for him, though. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Flair, I'm going to get you. No, I won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. (laughs) He's a fucking god. Even the commentary says, Blur is in. Blur is out. So I wonder who trained him. Or trained him, even. Well, it would have been them, wouldn't it, really? Yeah, the power plant. Oh, impressive by Kevin Green. Yeah. The way he just jumped over the ropes. I mean, he is a fucking tall guy. It don't help that the ropes in WCW are a little bit lower compared to other wrestling companies. But, yeah, to to jump over the ring uh, ring ropes like that, you've got to have some athleticity. Uh, Athleticity. Easy for me to say, but <laughs> yeah, quite impressive. We have a shot of Michael Buffer sat in the corner looking incredibly bored. Yeah. They're really stalling for time here for the inevitable, and I know what the inevitable is now. Shall I? Shall I? And don't get me before I say anything. I have never seen this pay per view before. I do not know what happens. Never known. I've never heard about it. You know, I know nothing about this pay per view, right? 
The inevitable is Mongol turns on green. That's my hot take. I don't even know if it's a hot take. But I know Mongo ends up a part of the Four Horsemen. So I'm going to say it turns on green. But yeah, there's a lot of stalling. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, the the quiet confidence in Ric Flair here. They know what's going down. Okay, it's just yeah. it's more stalling <laughs> for time. Crowd chatter. <laughs> um, so this might explain why. Steve McMichael wasn't a great wrestler. He was trained by Terry Taylor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough said. Just out of curiosity, who trained hard-working Bobby Walker? <laughs> I'm going to presume it was Terry Taylor. Yeah, he might explain a lot. Hard work, Bobby Walker, for fuck's sake. Yeah, trained by the WCW power plant, so, so it will have been Terry Taylor and yeah. Sarge. Yeah. Crowd fucking loving this. Yeah. Oh, flare off again, tantrum throwing. What is that fucking walk? He <laughs> <laughs> was doing like the bushwhacker walk. Referee's just like, yeah, I'll let it go. Rick Floyd just makes it look... He makes anything look good, doesn't he? Yeah. It's it's not a, a bad... I mean, for someone that's never wrestled before, what Kevin Green is doing here, it's not bad at all. The big back yeah. body drop looked like a big back body drop. The shoulder shoulder tackles looked like a shoulder tackle. The lariats looked like a lariat. You know, it's... You know, very impressive. Again, half of that is Rick Flair selling for it, but, yeah, you know, yeah, you got yeah, to sell it, you've got to have the person executing it, and for efforts to Kevin Green, he did a good job, though. Yeah. Again, more stalling for time here. He's just walking into Mongo and falling down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, Mongo, come on. Just shoving people. Oh, that's when you know you're in wrestling. Yep, when you're getting chopped by four. <laughs> Fucking hell, even the chops don't look good. Come on, Mongo. 
I mean, that felt, that looked pretty good, but... Yeah. Oof. He was high up there. Yeah, Fucking he were. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, my God. Long ago. <laughs> yeah, you cast it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these captions are atrocious. Yeah, they are. I, obviously, I've got the captions on, but I've got the commentary just slightly in the background as well. And whoever is writing this, it's just proper phoned it in. Right, and also, is Mike Tanay on commentary? No, because basically, Dusty's talking. I think Dusty's just called Tony Mike. No, he, he's on about nicknames. Uh, I gave Mike Tanay uh, a nickname earlier on. Double figure four. Rake of the eyes from woman. And the women who are about to go at it. Scoring with the ladies is a caption at the bottom. Crowd's up for it. Yeah. You know, they are... Elizabeth has never chased anybody away in her fucking life. <laughs> oh, how can you tell? <laughs> Enan. <laughs> Ina just like subtly grabbing the the foot of Mongo and then just pulling his hand away again because the referee had noticed. Just the master, isn't he? Yeah. Another big chop. Welcome to wrestling. Oh fucking hell! What a (laughs) what a spill. See, here's the thing. Mongo took a really big spill there and Arn just went yeah. to him and you can tell that Arn hesitated for just a sec, just to say, you okay? I mean, that's yeah. a fucking pro right there. For all intents and purposes, Fleur and Arn are willing to do a business with somebody that really shouldn't be in the ring. Mm. That's a fucking hell. Do you know when you're like sharpening a pencil and the lead just fucking falls out the bottom? Yeah. That's how Mongo Good just... Bobby Eden with a fucking kick there. <laughs> but yeah, that's how Mongo fell off the apron when Rick Flair kicked him. It was like the lead from, from a pencil just dropping out the bottom. Eden backs into ring post and then gets shit up by the ring post. <laughs> I'd forgot about this. I've seen this match, but I completely forgot about the little bits in it that are fucking so good. Oh, God. 
Right, by the way, this is referee Randy Anderson in here. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. If you want to differentiate between that and the jabroni in the last match, Randy Anderson has dark brown hair, not strawberry blonde hair. No. Also, Nick Patrick has dark brown hair, not strawberry blonde hair. Whoever that fucking jabroni was in the last match, he was shocking. And one thing we can certainly confirm, he was not Nick Patrick or Randy Anderson. <laughs> right. Um, ring announcer, ring announcer, commentator, vice president, road agent. Uh... Well, you know what? He could have actually just been some random backstage personnel that just got a shot for the night. I mean that's no, it, we've we have seen him before. Yeah, well it could have been that other night, but that's how Tony Chamel became a commentator for WWE. He was just part of the road crew. That's not a bad promotion, is it? No, and he's well remembered for the way he said Edge. So good for him. He cemented his own legacy. Right, it's either gonna be. Jimmy Jett or Rob Arb Jones what those yeah. names don't even sound real Jimmy Jett sounds like a, a wrestling name and Rob Arb Rob Arb yeah it's a weird name though, Rob it? Arb unless it was meant to be Rhubarb I don't know that would at least Rob sounds like a name you know who, who the fuck's calling their children Rhubarb Fucking Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, they called one of the children Apple, so it probably could have been him. You know, yeah. them two. But, yeah. I doubt they would have been giving birth to Rob Arb. Rob Arb. Fucking <laughs> Rob Arb. I can't find it at all on Google. It's bizarre. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's been a lot of pacing around in this match. You know, very, very lot of doing very little, but it's been funny. There's been a lot of fun moments. Jesus Christ, I'm selling of that. Yeah. Just incredible. Oof. That's better. No. <laughs> no wonder after the first ga- uh, scoop slam. Jesus Christ, Rick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the fucking captions are well behind here. That's the issue with Dusty, because Dusty talks so fucking quickly. Oh, God, this could be a disaster. Oh, no, that, w- that went too bad. Yeah. Fucking hell. 
That chop what what real. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it will fuck it. That that looked like a shoot. Fucking iron's like fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nasty. I think that was just green selling. Again, not bad. Not bad for somebody who's having their first wrestling match and for all intents and purposes is yep. green. Yeah. You know, for a lack of a better term. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's looking fucking ten times better than what Mongo has. Yeah. See some people just it, it, it you can you take to you take to it like like a duck to water, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes, and other times you just don't get it. It's like dancing again. We've said it before, haven't we? Sometimes you've either got two left feet or you just pick it up. You just do it. You forgot it, or you ain't. And Mongo, you ain't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Once. Right, okay. We know the captions are bad, but now the con- captions just said, "Now I'm jerking on it." <laughs> What the actual fuck? <laughs> Who's jerking on what? Actually, I don't even want to know. No, no. Not when it's a two-man commentary team. I, I, I have a funny feeling that's not what Tony said. Oh. I think if anybody has actually said that, that would have been Dusty. And jerking on it, daddy. You know what? My Dusty Rhodes impression's coming along. <laughs> oh, that's it. Flues. Match has gone. Chris Benoit's out. Jesus Christ. And they're just fucking going at it now. Okay. No selling for each other. Yeah. There's a match I want. Savage and Benoit. Oh, you'll be seeing that. Oh, nice. Meanwhile, Flo's got a figure four on green in the middle of the ring. Fucking Deborah's come out with woman. At- oh, here we fucking go. I fucking called it. Deborah is in a dress and she's coming out with woman and Elizabeth. And she's got a briefcase. And she's opening it up. Mongo's like, show me the money. Oh no, it's not money, it's a four horsemen and money. Four horsemen t-shirt and money underneath it. That's DDP's. (laughs) Yeah. Is this real? Yeah, he's checking it's real. I fucking, I fucking called it. I absolutely called it. Is yep. There we go. <laughs> he dropped the briefcase on Green. Yeah. I fucking saw that coming a mile off. And then fucking Flair slaps him like you did good, kid. <laughs> The referee's absolutely fine with, you know, people getting hit by briefcases over the head. Continuity. And Savage getting involved. Yeah, you, you don't fuck about with Macho, do you? Oh, 
Oh, fucking hell. Mongo's got the briefcase again. Oh no, he's just handed it to Foyer. Here's your money, sir. <laughs> what move are we going to attempt on fucking Macho here? Oh. <laughs> wow, that was so pathetic. I couldn't even call that a briefcase shot. It was just a briefcase blur. A <laughs> <laughs> blur. Oh, the one thing Man- uh, Mongo actually did do right was put a t-shirt on. Yeah. And that's not easy. I mean, Balotelli struggled. (laughs) (laughs) And for the first time ever, Bobby Heenan and Mongo getting along. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh yeah, you've been calling me the stain on commentary for nearly a year. Welcome to the club, boy. You know? <laughs> it's all easily forgotten in WCW. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of figured that out. Oh, I've got a replay of that briefcase shot to Green from Mongo. And to be fair to Green, like... He fucking drops it. He, he, this is... You do know there's a fucking handle on that Mongo. Yeah, to be fair to Greed, like when he's asking for the tag there and everything like that, it's just like he's doing. He's got it, if you know what I mean. Like he's got everything right. Yeah. It's like Mongo, what are you doing? And uh, yeah, no, right place, right time, and all that. Lot. A replay of the the briefcase shot from Fleur on Savage, which is just. <laughs> The briefcase blur. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Incredible. You might want to turn your sound, sound up for this one. To say the very least. Okay. Well, many of you oh, know so that for the last um, several weeks, since uh, May 27th, as a matter of fact, we've had a number of, let's just call them interruptions on Nitro. We're actually like at the same fucking speed. I know, and everything. I know, I know. And if you were with us last week, I pointed out that tonight. These guys, want an answer. These guys want an answer. We're prepared, We're prepared right now to give them an answer. They know, they, they know who they are. I know they're here. Come on out, guys. The crowd cheers. No, I thought that were a chatter, to be honest. The recently debuted. Big sexy Kevin Nash. Let's everybody go to war. Here at WCW, let's do it. Alright, I promise you an answer. That's what you're here for. But we've got some questions we've got to resolve before we do all that. Right off the bat, I want to let you know, right here, right now, I was in the WCW offices, Debated. You want a match, you want a war, you want it inside of the ring, you're gonna get it. I fell into the trap, big man. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got some couple considerations here. Before 
We go a whole lot further. I will tell you, it'll be at Bash at the Beach, July 7th, in Daytona. I'm free. I'm but free. before we go any further, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, let's clear one thing up. Do you work for the WWE? No. How about it? No. Forget about the past, Chico. Let's worry about the future. We want to know who your three guys are. Is it, is it the uh, Nacho Man? I don't think so. And what about, what about the immortal Huckster? You know, you tell billionaire Ted to break out the money and get anybody, get anybody he, can he can because, because the, the big, big man and the medium-sized medium man, sized man <laughs> and our surprise buddy to be fair, they're not are really carve too far apart. <laughs> no, they're not. Don't ask He's six eight right now. Body. Yeah. He's had his say. Who are they, man? Who are they? Come I can't on. tell you. I'll tell you tomorrow night on Nitro. That's the deal. You can't tell us. You don't jack us around. Don't jack. Oh, for Christ! Whoa! What are they doing? Security! Security. Get up there right now! Holy oh, shit! Get oh, security put him up, up there! Unbelievable! Please, please get it! Right. Unbelievable! This is sick. I will yeah. say Tony, I one thing right now. Head. He's right down below us here. We know that Eric Bischoff oh is quote-unquote an authority figure we're, we're here. We're going to need some medical attention right speaking now. on yes. behalf right of Right now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, more commentary. Big boys, they just left the building. Hey, get these guys off here. Cut this thing off. Get some swagger. Well, well, we have some just gets this it. is sick. Love it. Eric I, I absolutely love it. But as I was saying, we know that Eric Bischoff is an authority figure to an extent. He is, he is he's talking on behalf of the WCW committee, whatever you want to call it, yada yada yada. He may be a pawn, but he is an authority figure no matter what way you look at it. Right though, we've just had Scott Hall, somebody that's not really signed to WCW in storyline, take out an authority figure. WCW did it first, not WWE. Now, let's call that debate, you know, solved. You know, over. It's over. It's not a debate anymore. WWE may have done it better. Yeah. Well, in theory, they may have done it better. However, WCW did it first. The crowd fucking popped for that so loudly. You know, they knew that that was a big deal. Yeah. Yep. So, anybody that wants to debate that anymore, just watch this and you'll find that out. That You know what? WCW did it first. And I'm not even saying that WWE copied WCW by any means. But WCW, they, uh, sorry, WWE, they have their originalist history. They will say that, oh yeah, they, this this was groundbreaking. It was all new. This was, just, uh, you know... Uh, Employee going after the employer, yada yada yada. Well, yeah, but they framed it better. They framed yeah. it as an actual employee for for starters. But we all know that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are employed by WCW at this point. Maybe not in storyline, but they are employed. They did it first. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. And Dusty Rhodes is taking off that ugly red jacket. <laughs> His thriller jacket. Yeah. <laughs> 
is cutting a promo to the uh, to the camera about how sad he is about Mongo turning against oh well, you know them. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's turned against WCW at PSA, but. Oh, here we go. Five-star classic. Main event time. I mean, this is... This is really trying to sell a human side of Lex Luger. He actually comes out and he checks on Eric Bischoff. It also... Really sells the us versus them atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, again, like I, I'll talk about the nuances. No matter what Luger is doing in his own storyline, is he with Sting or is he not with Sting? Yada yada yada. The fact that he checked on Eric Bischoff on his way out really underscores that you know he's he's WCW all the way in this argument, and he will stand by the. the he will stand by WCW. Yeah. And again, it's it's these little things that matter in wrestling. Breaking that wall as well, aren't they? Like it's almost as if like Lex isn't a heel, he's not a face here, he's he's a he's a guy yeah. who works with another guy and he had to he just went and checked on him. Yeah, exactly. Now it's just about going about business. Yeah. yeah. It's good though, because when you look when you go back to a few weeks ago, Lex is the one that went through a table as well and that was when the crowd went completely silent and people fucking thought fuck me you know real it, it felt real yeah and like you said the crowd was part of it as well like just like the crowd were part of that instance there like blurring the lines of what's real and what's what's wrestling yeah I mean that's where wrestling for me is at its best yeah and people go on about predictability in wrestling. I mean, predictability, it, it can be a good thing if it's executed well. But there's a lot to be said about the unpredictability. And the unpredictability isn't always good. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, there's so many things that just make absolutely zero fucking sense, but they're just done because, for the sake of being unpredictable. Yeah. You know, but that kind of thing, what we've just seen. It was unpredictable. We just expected Scott Hall and Kevin Nash just to, you know what, walk away. We've got we've got what we wanted, but like, no, we have to make a statement. We'll take out the boss. Hmm. I mean, good job, real good job. And Luger just put an explanation point on it. Right. Here's something I don't understand. Michael Buffer just said, introducing first, wearing black. What's the giant wearing, Mark? Yeah. There's literally no point telling us what colour the wrestlers are wearing. 
giant looking like he's got a bit of a shiner there. Yeah. Oh, no mention of uh, the giant wearing black. No. It looks like he's got two shinies. Yeah. Had a tired day. <laughs> he's been sleeping all day. I'd be interested to see Luger win this match, if I'm honest with you. I think his journey has been that enjoyable, regardless of what he's been doing in the ring. They've told such a good story with him, and yeah. I think in terms of all the stories that are going on, in terms of the big stories specifically, like he's the guy that could go either way, and mm. adding the title to him just really add, you know, it it adds so much to me. It just adds to the storyline, and I would really be interested to see him win the title here. I don't think he's gonna, but you know, I would really like it if I'm honest with you. I'm just a sucker for a good story. <laughs> I'm sucking for a good story with a good payoff. Oh, you fucking flake that, aren't you? Yeah. Giant fucking hell. Nice try, buddy. But not so nice try. And we were only, what, 30, 40 seconds into the match and we're telling a real good story. It's like, yeah, the giant can overpower Lex Luger, but he's not just going to keep laying down. Yeah. He's going to keep getting back up. He's going to use his, his, his speed as his advantage. And just try and tear down the, the much bigger giant. Yeah, you're just chopping a tree down, aren't you? Yeah. It's the same story that they've, they've tried with Sting and all that lot. But... Like I said, Luger is, he's, he's literally not taking it lying down. <laughs> he's getting back up and use it, you know, just keep running at him, not giving up, not not lying down there in disbelief that he's just been overpowered by somebody that realistically can overpower him, which is what literally every other wrestler that's first giant has done. Like, that's the thing that kind of takes me out of it a little bit is when just somebody is like oh yeah this guy's just really pushing me over well he's six foot fucking you know six foot nine nearly seven foot and nearly 500 pound and of course he's gonna fucking take me up take me down you know Sting's just chased away Jimmy Hart after Jimmy Hart was attempting to use the megaphone on Lex Luger you know what I didn't recognise that it was Sting at first. I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> I just saw this guy with, you know, flop hairstyle. I'm like, okay, a new debutant. No, no it, it was Sting. It's really weird what lack of face paint can do. Oh! <laughs> Yeah. Lex selling. Yeah. 
Well, obviously, surprised that's not on the captions at the bottom. I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the sound on. I can just imagine that it would be ah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine what he's like when he's climaxing. Oh, I don't want to know what he's like when he's climaxing. <laughs> We've been relatively clean today, haven't we? We've not gone down any dark roads or anything until that moment. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been good boys. <laughs> yep, it's been a clean pay-per-view, a clean watch-along. Not made for good audio content. <laughs> no, you, you get what you pay for with us. Uh, you pay nothing. You expect us just to be the audio commentary on a watch you on, but we just talk shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when we can do this, when we can do this in one room, honestly, I, I'm I genuinely. I'm gonna buy us a fucking uh, a beer fridge or a fucking something like that, and just whack a lot of cans in it, and that's just it. I literally recording. Just gonna be you're just gonna keep hearing fucking bottles and cans opening. Yeah, well, that's literally what I had planned to buy from the studio was a fridge. Yeah. Oh, torture rack type thing, and just throw legs down. It was more like a a reverse fisherman's carry, like torture rack. You know, yeah. modified obviously, but that was the word I was looking for. But it it got fucking sore. Yeah, it did. That's the biggest boy of all. Don't call <laughs> the giant the biggest boy of all. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's the biggest boy we ever did see. <sighs> yeah, we get you get two different connotations. It's he's the biggest boy we've ever seen, or hmm, he's a he's the biggest boy. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I don't want to think of either. No, <laughs> but you put that into my head. Whoever that was. Shivani are fucking dusty. Probably dusty. He's the biggest boy. I imagine Dusty saying it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the biggest boy of all, Daddy. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> that just sexualizes <laughs> it so much more. Well, I'd rather say daddy than baby, to be honest with you. <laughs> See, we want to talk about moves that would actually hurt. Imagine the giant standing on your back. Without oh. the ropes, because that's all weight at that point. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts, guys. You must feel like you're in the middle of a vice or something. <laughs> Wigger's just taking a nap. Yeah. Like, he's just laying on, on the ropes across the turnbuckle. Like, yeah, I'll snooze. You just punch away. It's crazy. His physique is mental because he's not. he doesn't even have to tense here and he's just, just completely ripped. Yeah. 
he's, he's so ripped that when he's bent back against the ropes like that, you just expect his ribs just to crack open. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking, it's sickly, but it's not. Oh, he fucked that up. Yeah, he really did. Lex is like, do it again, do it again, do it again. Okay, then, Lex. Very fucked to Lex, he's over the ropes like that. Speaking of ribs, have you seen have you seen the promo where he starts like playing guitar on his ribs? No. I think it's in WWE. I think he's um I think it's uh when he's in the narcissist kind of fucking gimmick. I'm sure he's with Gene Auckland as well. I, I just have to ask, because like how Seriously, how does a set of ribs look like a guitar in any way, shape, or form? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it 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 just doesn't work, does it? No, uh, no. It genuinely is though. There's a gif of it knocking about somewhere. So what you're saying? I've got to look on Google. Is Let's Luger ribs guitar gif? I don't know. That, well, I mean, you could try that. Yeah, that would but... be the worst. If if someone was actually look at my Google search and they saw something like that, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, if you think you can do it, I reckon you could. Crowds up for it. Holy shit! He's fucking got him. He's actually got him. Oh, Jack! Oh, oh! That must have hurt. Squashed his head. <laughs> Seriously, when he said, when I said that the giant standing on his back must have felt like he were in a vice. Now, when he squashed him on his head like that, I can just imagine that guy in Casino when Joe Pesci's character just puts his head in the vice and just starts tightening. It must have felt oh. a bit like that. Have you ever seen Casino? No. Good film. No. Very good film. Chokeslam. Chokeslam. This is over. There were, there were no coming back from that at the end. And the crowd is disappointed. <laughs> Four people clap. <laughs> what a shame. Because I'm really pulling for Luger though. I know that's weird to say right now, but I really wanted him to win that match. But does a lot for uh, does a lot for Giant because it's probably one of the best outings of it we've seen of his. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. I mean, that were all Luger. Luger's doing, mean, but it did make the giant look legit and it were a different kind of contest. Mm. So you have to think now, the natural that's after this, who's going to be commentating? Because obviously, you'd think they'd be selling Bischoff being injured, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it must be Tony all the way through. Oh, here we go. Credits are on now. Get in. <laughs> Get in for the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Pruitt, who is the voice of the NWR, Woody. What a funny name. Well, that's the other thing as well. Is it like Eric Bischoff's names in the credits at the end as like the the executive producer? Yeah, so I remember. He's a. Uh, 
if you watch these pay-per-views, obviously everybody knows. There was credit to Best Boy. Best Boy. So we got <laughs> Big Boys, Biggest Boys, and now the Best Boy. <laughs> so there you go. That's the end of that pay-per-view. And uh, no, no referees. Yeah, no, there isn't. Executive producer and senior senior vice president. Oh, it's just about to start up. Bash at the beach. Ninth. Bash at the beach. Oh no, Great American Bash. I read it wrong. I just saw Bash. Duh. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Bash. Again, the confusion um, between Bash at the beach and Bash. Yeah. Uh, Great American <laughs> Bash. So yeah, that's it for that pay per view. What did you think? Yeah. It weren't bad, but it weren't spectacular by any means. No, but I think wasn't a... to be honest with you, I think it's the best pay per view we've actually seen so far. Wow. Well, yeah, you know, compared to the WCW pay per views we had for a watch along, I mean, it, it weren't all fucking really bad matches, and we didn't get to see no. Public Enemy or the, the the Nasty Boys, so I call that a fucking win. Yeah. And they weren't stupid finishes like the fucking uh, Halloween Havoc that we watched. Yeah, yeah, there weren't <laughs> there weren't many stupid finishes at all, were there? You know. Yeah, WCW's got all grown up now. Yeah, <laughs> learning from its mistakes. We're the biggest boys now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not exactly what we we plan to do tonight, but it's uh, it's another one in the can, and it's another one that will be uploaded in the WCW timeline. We hope that you guys have managed to watch along with us and have a little bit of a laugh. And um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us and listening in, as always. Usual places on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and Instagram. And usual places anywhere you get your podcasts from. And Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash NitrogenCast has you covered. If you don't go to all them places, of course... They are all on the one click away, one button away. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share. Sharing is really, really, really important to us. That really, really does help us out. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for keeping listening and downloading these episodes because um, the numbers are still going up, up, up. And we've, we've noticed in the statistics that when episodes are dropping, uh, we're getting more and more downloads as the episodes are dropping so a lot more of you guys are subscribing and you've got your automatic downloads on so we really appreciate that as well yeah thank you so uh, very much that you know Mark hasn't actually disclosed that to me to be honest with you so I'm like hmm, nodding along like yeah I'm feeling pretty good for myself now <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I looked at it I looked at it today and the, obviously the uh, the um, the episodes drop on a Saturday usually a Saturday evening now, so there was only 24 hours from the episode dropping that I noticed the statistic. Um, so yeah, loving it. Thank you very much for that. Uh, like I said, keep sharing us and, and keep an eye out on the social media feeds for other upcoming ventures that will be winging them wa- their way to you very soon. And also, congratulations to our two con- competition winners who won a hoodie and a mystery t-shirt. I'm sure we'll run another competition somewhere down the line. Um, in a different way just keep listening and keep watching the social media channels for that and from me Marvellous Mark Ashworth and from my man Brian Bradshaw over there it's uh, a good night and a good night from me and let's see if I can do this right uh, trip the light fantastic today.
<laughs> Catch you for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Goodbye.